0: Set me as a seal over your heart, as a seal upon your own. For love is as strong as death, passionate love, unrelenting as the grave. Its darts are darts of fire, divine flame. Rushing waters can't quench love. Rivers can't wash it away. If someone gave all his estate in exchange for love, it would be laughed to utter shame. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Great to see you. Welcome to Grace. Welcome to Love is Blind. So glad that you're... How about that relationship they were just reading about there in the scripture texts? Right? Many waters. That's why we have this, all these rushing waters. Many waters cannot quench the fires of love. Love is as strong as death. I'd love to hear from you. little feedback. Shout it back to me. One word definition of what is love. Like, what is love? In your opinion. One word. It is... Honesty. Honesty. Ooh. <laughs> You said that very strong. Very strong. Anybody else? Pa- partnership, commitment. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. I heard that. We won't repeat that, what you said over there. Okay. Anybody else? You got to get something off your chest right now. <laughs> Compromise. Okay. This is excellent. Tough. Love is <laughs> Oh, man. Woo. All right. Let's stop that. Let's stop. Let's just this more. Here's the thing. Here's what relationship experts say. Um, being in a committed relationship with one person, with one person will be the hardest thing you ever do. Be the hardest. You know why? You know why it's going to be the hardest thing you ever do? Because people are difficult. You all saw this chat GPT AI bot this past week, chaos. So we got to get rid of human beings because they're the biggest threat to society. Okay. Let's think something like that. It's a, it's a big threat. It's a big threat. However, with all that being said, everybody. This, having a relationship with one person, this is what they'll tell you. This is, the, this is the path to meaning and purpose in your life. This is the path to inspiration. It'll be the hardest thing you ever do. It'll be the greatest thing you ever do. So it's very interesting. And listen, in this series, here's what we're going to do. We're going to mainly focus on romantic relationships. Okay, But what we're going to talk about today is the foundation of every great relationship every friend, family, work, you name it, every relationship, if you want it to be a great relationship, then you've got to have this element, this foundation. This is step one. If you can't deal with this at step one, you can't really go on to have this great relationship and then experience all the meaning and purpose that is in life now we know this this is just confirmed facts the bible talked about it many years ago relationship experts have dug into this over the years and it's just it, it there it is so let's, this is what we're going to talk about we're going to talk about today what makes love work now i want to do a couple of disclaimers with you for just a second the first disclaimer is this okay you can be single and satisfied a lot of times in church people say to me who are single say hey Man, it's like in church. you got to be married to be a real person. Like everybody who is single has a low status. So somehow your, your status is lower. It's the, That's the goal. The goal is to be married. The goal is married. Well, I just, just want to say you can be single and satisfied. We follow this guy named Jesus, and he was single and satisfied. Okay? So I didn't want to put it out there right at the beginning. Right, you don't have to to be married, to be satisfied. You don't have to, but you do have to have friends. And what we're going to talk about today is at the base, is at the the foundation of all great relationships. So you can be single and satisfied, okay? But here's another disclaimer. Most desire loves warm fire, all right? Over 90% of Americans want to be in a long-term committed romantic relationship. Washington DC has 70% singles, highest in the nation, highest in the nation. We're also called the loneliest city in the United States of America. Now, post-COVID, post-COVID, people were looking to get in long-term committed relationships more than before, especially, ready for this? Men especially men want to get in a long-term committed relationship. Most people desire love's warm fire. Now, I want to give you a, a bunch of books. We're going to leave this up for a few moments if you want to write any of these books down. By any of these authors, any book by any of these authors, these are just highly regarded relationship experts. They can talk to you about what's going on in your brain. They can talk to you about what works. There, many of them see people on a regular, or have for decades and decades, so they practical, right? Neurological, all of the, all these things, they bring it all together. So Stan Tatkin and Sue Johnson, John Gottman, so many books he's done, okay? Helen Fisher, Harville Hendricks, any of those books would be great. I encourage you to, to, to check out any of those. You can get more. So we're gonna, we're gonna, t- I'm gonna actually talk about some of the concepts that they have talked about. And what is fascinating to me, everybody, is the things they've talked about is what the Bible has been saying and beating a drum on for so many years. Now, let me ask you this. Anybody here, and do, just, just be bold. Okay. Anybody here, a content expert on love is blind. Anybody, a context love, uh, love is blind content. Ex- thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right, let me stop. Let me stop. Hold on. Uh, about seven or eight years ago, I did something similar to what he said. Is anybody, a con- I said, you know, something like that, raise your hand. And there were two people, they were on opposite sides of the auditorium and they both raised their hand. They saw that they raised their hand. And then after, after the service, they ran up to each other. Hey, I'm so-and-so, I'm so-and-so. And, um, they ended up going out on a date. They ended up getting married. They came to church a few weeks ago, one of our last Sundays at TJ and they had a kid. So let's try this again. (laughs) Is anybody here a content expert on Love is Blind? Be bold, be bold. Okay. Okay. All right. Whoa. Not enough. All right. Let me explain it real quick. And it's going to make some of you content experts really upset because I'm going to butcher it. But here's my understanding. There's about 20 people, 10 guys, 10 girls, right? And, uh, you have like your own living area and it's a reality show and you get to learn a little bit about them. But then they, you, you, you meet people. You, you, you meet people in these pods where you can't see them and you have all these conversations. And if you like somebody through the conversation without being able to see them, you can have more conversations with those people. Now, eventually, eventually, you can propose if you want to now not everybody proposes but you can propose if you want to and then if you do that there's this big meeting and you meet these people on this red carpet and then you go away to some resort with all the other people all the other cast there and you talk and then it's like oh i shouldn't have proposed to this person i should have proposed now that i see them so there's all this drama you know you know what i'm saying there's all this drama it's all this drama and then eventually you end up at an altar they have this big wedding if you propose so you end up at the altar there's a big wedding and then that's the moment you're standing there at the altar, and then that's the final moment where you decide, yes, I want to get married, or no, I don't. And from what I understand, most people end up saying with tears and crying, I'm so sorry. But they say, I don't want to do this. I don't I want to do this. And they walk away and they'll get married. Some people do get married. And now I want to show you a clip, and I want you to listen very, very close to this clip, because one of the last things that's said in this clip is what this message for sure is all about. Let's roll it. Cameron. Yes. I think I love you. I love you. <laughs> wow I love you I love you did we just say that yeah (laughs) oh I can't breathe okay are you crying just a tiny bit (laughs) (laughs) it's all becoming very very real I've fallen in love with her without ever having seen her part of me does think are you being rash but it feels so right it feels like I'm jumping out of a plane scary but amazing it is scary but I trust you I trust you if we get married then you know that's it for me yeah me too we have to make it work Wait. okay that's the line we have to make it work my question is how in this series we are not going to so much talk about how to get into the relationship we're going to talk about how to keep the relationship so once you are in the embrace of love's warm fire. How do you actually stay? That's the trick. That's what this is all about. Now, on April 30th, we're going to have a Q&A after the third service, and we're talking about things about how to get into the relationship if you are interested in that in the dating. And we're talking about a lot of stuff. But for today, how do you actually keep it? How do you get into the race? Because that is very, very difficult to do. So I want to say there's one thing today that we need to know. And there's one thing that we need to do. There's one thing that we absolutely must know and accept. And there's one thing that we absolutely need to do. Here's the first thing that you need to know. Our brains are wired for war. You're going to have to accept. Not, not just the person that you're in a relationship right now. Some of you are sitting next to somebody and say, oh yeah, you're here. their brain is wired for war, right? I'm tell you, you have to accept it for yourself. My brain, my brain is wired for that we know this to be true we know this to be totally true matter of fact the bible again has said this so many years ago this is romans 7 i love it when i read romans chapter 7 the end of romans 7 and especially if i'm with a group of guys like they'll hear it and many of them will like sit up in their seat like whoa wait a minute that's in the bible That's incredible because Paul is writing Romans says there's a war going on inside of me. He says, there's a whole list of things that I want to do. I never do them. There's a whole list of things that I never want to do. I do those all the time. There's a war going on on the inside of me. We're going to talk about that this Wednesday. All guys are welcome with this Wednesday, seven o'clock. Very scientific last week. We had a whale of a time very practical this week about the war going on inside of us okay we have to accept the fact that there our brains are wired for war the relationship discussion everybody and i have missed this for so many years and this is going to sound so practical so foundational like oh okay yeah okay thank you very much you will not move towards a successful thriving fulfilling relationship unless you deal with this okay every relationship discussion must start with the most powerful force at work in your brain and that is fear it is by far the most powerful force in every single one of our brains. We become defensive very easily. We are triggered very easily and we have to deal with it, okay? We pick up a word or a tone in somebody or a facial expression. And deep in our brains where it's triggered, right? We, we, it's not the language center. So something goes off, something alarms us And we don't even know it, we can't explain it because it's very, very deep inside of us. We're triggered, there's an alarm goes off. Our brains are great at scanning for threats. They do that very well. They scan for threats. They pick these things up. They do it all the time. Our brains are excellent threat detectors. Now, when I'm talking about threats, everybody, I'm talking little T threat, not big T threat. I'm not talking about somebody threatening to kill you or chasing you around or anything like that. If you are in physical danger, okay, if there's physical abuse or anything like that, get out. I'm talking little t-thread. I'm talking the everyday stuff that we go through when somebody says something a certain way. I don't know what sets you off, but you sure do. You need to know it. You need to be able to explain it. You need to be able to say it. Alarms can be things like this, being late. Uh, do any of us get triggered when somebody is late? Does that like do something to you, okay? I asked in the first service, nobody raised their hand. They're not telling the truth. Listen, we're Type A Washingtonians, everybody. Who gets triggered when you're when somebody's late? I said, there you go. Thank you, thank you. We have about uh, five honest people in the room. Okay, All right? How about this? When when somebody doesn't make eye contact with you, hmm? Somebody's not paying attention to you very very well. How about this? When somebody has the phone out the whole time, right? On the phone, you're talking, right? You see, th- these are these are triggers. These are very important, right? Th- th- this. This sets off the alarm inside of us. Or when somebody says, "You know what? I'm done," or "I'm leaving," or "I'm going to bed without resolving some type of conflict." These are triggers. Volume. I come from a very loud family. And we're just loud. I mean, the first time that Krista went on a family vacation with my family, we were playing this game, Rummy Cube. Has anybody heard of Rummy Cube before? Playing Rummy Cube. And whoo, particularly my mom. She's very loud. And her family's not loud. And so when we first got married, she's why are you screaming? Why are you angry? I'm like, what are you talking about? I mean, this, this is the volume. So I had to learn. This is a trigger for her. And I had to change it. I had to know this about her, okay? Criticisms and compliments. You get 10 compliments. You get 10 compliments, you get one criticism. What do you obsess about? The criticism. Why? Because your brain is saying there is something to be afraid of here. There's a threat. We get defensive. Our brain is wired. All of our brains are wired that way, okay? Somebody says, you always do this. You never do that, right? That triggers us. How about a memory? Now, sometimes we know what the memory is we can immediately identify. And other times, listen, everybody, this is in the deep recesses of your brain where your brain is a very fast processor and there are memories that you have in that deep part of your brain, not the language center, and you pick up on these memories and you don't even know about it, but you are reacting to it even though you don't know it. And you begin to go down a path of conversation that is not setting the relationship up for success because it's deep, deep, deep in there, okay? For most of us, for most of us, this comes from a primary caregiver. And we might remember it. We might not remember it. But whoever was that go-to person when we were young, that first person, they did something. They said something. They had a certain facial expression. And they weren't there for you in the way you needed them to be there for you. And that, that just sends off this security alert in your brain. Here's, a, here's what I want you to remember. Your past is always present in your present. Your past is always present in your present. Do you know what that is? Have you identified it? And are you ready to explain that to somebody else? What are those triggers? What sets off those alarm bells in you? Now, everybody, here's the thing. You're just going to have to deal with this. Human communication is horrible. We have a 13% accuracy rate on our communication. That means we have an 87% distortion rate in our communication. Now, that sounds bad. Check this out. When you're triggered, when the alarm bell goes off inside of you, that accuracy rate falls right through the floor. Okay. And then you will argue over all kinds of stuff because our memory and our perception, when we feel threatened in some way, gets much, much, much worse this is why two highly intelligent people will argue over the most ridiculous things the socks the dishes you will have a full-blown argument yelling and screaming about something so trivial It doesn't make sense it's because when we are triggered our perception of the situation and what was said is so skewed because our brain is wired for war and we're like we swear we're right we're swear that we know the way it is and the reality is is both of you are wrong That's just the reality because it because it's triggered. You can't perceive your memory is skewed. We know this. So we have to accept the fact that our brains are wired for war and we have to be willing to deal with the most powerful forces in our brain. Now, before we go to the next point, let me say this. Isn't it fascinating to anybody that the most repeated phrase in the entire Bible is fear not in a book? That's all about having a wonderful, fulfilling, purpose-filled, thriving relationship with God and other people. Isn't it fascinating that God deals with this fear? You have to be willing to deal with fear. It's the most powerful force. God is dealing with fear. He wants you to have a thriving relationship with him. If you have a vision of a God, a picture of a God that you are just afraid of, that God is not a safe zone for you, you will never be able to have that relationship with God that you long for and desire. If you are not in a safe zone with other people, if you're not in a safe zone with that person who is a romantic partner with you, if you're not in that safe zone, you will never have the relationship that you should have. You have to have it. And that leads us to the one thing that we all, must do. This is what I want to focus on for the rest of the morning. Embrace the bubble have to embrace them What is the bubble, everybody? What exactly is the, a bubble is a safe zone that you and somebody else, family, friend, whatever, but for today, a romantic partner, that your romantic partner, you, you has, you know, we're going to create a safe space for each other so because in a safe space, in a safe space, that's how the relationship thrives. It comes alive. I mean, we just read for a few moments ago at the beginning of this message, right? Love is as strong as is death, right? They are creating a safe space. Why is that relationship so alive and on fire? It's because they've committed themselves to a bubble, to a safe space. We have to do that. We have to create a safe space. Here's the thing. And we're going to come back to this question in a moment. At the end of this, you have to be willing to ask this question. What makes you feel safe and secure? What makes you feel safe and secure? Have you asked that person that you're in a relationship with? Have you asked your romantic partner? What makes you feel safe and and secure. We have to be willing to do that to embrace the bubble. I have been foolish for many years of my life because I didn't bother to ask the question. And then I didn't bother once I began to kind of know, pick it up sort of right. I didn't bother to begin to apply it, but my relationship with Krista can never be what I want it to be or what God wants it to be, unless I know the answer to that question. You have to ask. Jesus was incredible at this. Jesus created safe spaces. That's why everybody wanted to be around Jesus. Like, there is no way that Jesus could, could be around this person with what they're doing or whatever. How can the world could it be? But Jesus did. All kinds of people. He was the master at creating safe spaces. Spaces and everybody loved to be around Jesus because of this. Now, let's go through the scripture. Song of Solomon, chapter 8, smoking hot relationship. There's just no two ways around it, man. These two people are just dripping with fire for each other. And this is how it starts Set me as a seal over your heart. What is a seal? A seal. A king would put a seal on something and nobody would break that seal. You know what I'm saying? Because if you broke it, you die. Okay? So it's pretty safe. It's like Fort Knox. So it's a very secure thing. What is secure? Over your heart. Heart here in the Hebrew means to become intelligent. So what is being said? You can rest assured. These two lovers are saying to each other that I'm going to keep seeking information and knowledge about you, not just today, not just tomorrow, but as long as we have a relationship, I'm going to keep I'm going to keep asking you that question, what makes you feel safe and secure? I'm going to keep seeking it over and over again, right? We have smartphones. This couple has said we're gonna have a smart zone. We're gonna have knowledge about each other so that we can feel safe and secure and our relationship can thrive. Alright? The bubble. The bubble is the smartest thing that you can do. It is your partner's safe zone. It is the most basic need, the most basic need that any relationship, what I'm afraid of today is you'll be like me. Because if I was sitting there like you, I would hear this for most all of my life and say, oh yeah, okay, okay, give me something a little more sexy than this, okay? And I would pass over it. This is the most basic need that your partner has in the relationship. Goes on in Song of Solomon as a seal upon your arm. Okay, so again, something, a seal, it's safe, it's secure, but it's upon your arm. What does an arm represent in Scripture? It represents your power, your strength, your passion. In other words, I'm not going to give up. I'm going to have tremendous energy. And when I feel not like having tremendous energy for this knowledge about you and creating this bubble, this safe space, I'm going to work myself up. I'm going to drink some five-hour energy. I'm going to get a Red Bull. I'm going to do something. But I'm going to find myself energized to keep seeking this information. Then it goes on. For love is as strong as death. Well, as far as I know, everybody's dying, right? There's a 100% death rate, except for Jesus last week, which we talked about. Everybody else is dying and they're staying dead. So in other words, this is a done deal. Right? Love is as strong as death. This, this love, it is totally, totally secure. Passionate love, unrelenting as the grave. Verse seven, rushing waters. Rushing waters can't put out the fire. Rushing waters can't quench love. Rivers cannot wash it away. So here is what the experts, the gurus, the relational gurus, many of which I had right up here on, on the screen a few moments ago, would say about the bubble. When you are in a couple bubble, When you become a couple boy or a couple girl inside the bubble with somebody else, here's what's going on. You are saying that you can count on me. I will always be here for you. I will protect you. I've got your back. I am here for you. Now, listen, you can't be really, really, really there for somebody unless you really, really know that somebody. And if you really know that somebody, then you know what triggers them and you stop triggering them because you want to create a safe space. Okay. Makes sense. We can't protect a relationship unless we know how. Do you know how? Let me read to you a quote by Stan Tatkin. I think it's excellent. This is what he says. Devote yourself to your partner's sense of safety and security and not simply to your idea about what that should be. I'm going to talk about that in a second because that's really important. What may make you feel safe and secure may not be what your partner requires of you. Here's your job. Your job is to know what matters to your partner and how to make him or her feel safe. This is valuable information. The question is, have you sought it out? Because this will make or break a relationship. This is the most important thing. Have you created a safe space? What makes you feel safe and secure. Can we put that up on the, on the board, Heather? All right. What makes you feel safe and secure? I think this is so important. I just want to, can we practice this together? Can we read this out loud together? This, this is, this is it. This is the touchdown right here that if you can ask this question and apply this question, so can we do it together? One, two, three, what makes you feel safe and secure? We have to ask that question now, I already said earlier, the most repeated phrase in the Bible is fear not, fear not. God wants to drive out fear because it hinders, right? It's like when it snows outside and we put salt down and snow melt. This is what fear does to a high quality relationship, okay? There's another, there's another verse in the Bible. It says, perfect love drives out fear. There is no fear in love, perfect love. So your mission is this and your relationships. Your mission is this. Will you drive out fear? That's your mission. Will you drive out fear? Now, I said a moment ago that this isn't, you know, we're thinking, okay, well, here's my triggers and it should be that the same triggers should exist for my partner, like with Krista and I. Krista, for her, she has always been sensitive to, do we go to bed angry? Like she loves that verse in Ephesians says, don't let the sun go down on your wrath. It really bothers her. It really just pulls off all the alarm bells beginning, like a five alarm fire for her. Don't let the sun go down on your wrath. So if we go to bed, it could be just a little disagreement. Doesn't have to be big, a little disagreement. But we go to bed and we haven't resolved it. And it really bothers her. Now, okay, I hear it. She's been talking to me about that for years, but you know what? I can sleep like a Baby, when I mean, it just doesn't bother me one bit, you know, I have not created a safe zone for her like I hear, her, but I haven't made it a priority because I didn't understand this whole concept, the most basic of concepts that create a long lasting, loving, fulfilling, thriving, awesome relationship. And that is creating a couple bubble embracing the bubble. And so I had to do that. I had to make some changes. I was very, very foolish. And now I'm like, okay, all right, now I get it. I get it. I've got to do this. Because what's going to happen, it's going to trip up all our communication with each other. It's going to trip up our relation with each other. And even though I can sleep like a baby, I am going to pay for it later. Okay, I just want to say that. <laughs> very severely. So, so, all right, now how about dating? Like, you're dating. Like, okay, John, you want me to ask somebody? Like, we just met on whatever... Um, Tinder, right? What's the other ones? It's been a while since I've been on these, right? So (laughs) Tinder or whatever, whatever thing is, I'm not going to ask them going out on the first date. Hey, by the way, what makes you feel safe and secure? You don't want to ask that question because they're not going to show up. They're not going to show up. They're going to feel like, oh my gosh, this person's a wacko. Okay. But you can, you can ask the question without asking the question. You can, you can ask the question without, right? You can, you can be very thoughtful. You're going to a restaurant. Oh, Hey, what, um, What type of food do you like or do you like this restaurant or do you like surprises you don't like? So you just be very thoughtful about what's going on in this particular person's life. It's like being thoughtful. Okay, be on time. Be on time, because if you're not on time for that first date, if you're not ready, if you haven't said, hey, this is where we're going and you probably want to dress like this, just really thoughtful. Then it could begin until you get to know them. It could create problems, right? If they don't like sushi, I don't like sushi. Okay. Don't go to us. Know this don't take them to a sushi restaurant. Be on time. Don't. Please don't. I know we are told this, but we're so obsessed with these things. Don't look at your phone. Put the phone away. Put it on the table. Put it in your pocket. Leave it at home. I don't know what you got to do, but be focused on them. Look them in the eye. No surprises. And here's what I find just so incredibly fascinating because the biggest thing, remember God, fear not. Drive out fear. We want to drive out fear. The biggest thing, Sue Johnson says this. She's written some amazing books about this. she practiced couples counseling for decades, decades. But she has studied our brains, and she knows what works. She said, "The number one thing you've got to use, you just got to be there. You got to be there for that person. You got to know who they are, and you got to be there for them. And you've got to create this safe space. You've got to create this bubble. And here's what I find just radically fascinating: God's name in Scripture is Yahweh." And the basic definition, the very essence of God is that God is there for you. God knows you. He has your back. He's creating a safe zone. Isn't it amazing that the very essence of God, God's name, God's unique name, is that God is there for you in the same way that all the relationship experts say Now, today, is what will allow us to have awesome, incredible, thriving relationships. God is there for you. God wants to drive out the fear and the relationship between you and God. And God wants to help you in his image to drive the fear out in any and all relationships that you have. This is what it's all about. we have to embrace that that bubble. Will we ask that question? What makes you feel safe? I want to challenge you this week. Ask it now. We've got a couple here at grace that they have so embodied this idea like they have asked this question so much to each other that they have actually created a bubble and it's become so strong that the bubble has materialized like it's actually formed around them in an amazing way and i want to introduce you to them now okay they're coming in right back over here okay everybody this is pastor matt and his much 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 better half robin Komar. would everybody say hello to matt and robin coming right up here they have created such a safe space that there is an actual bubble that is, surra- look how much they love each other, right? They have driven fear out of the bubble, right? And if they allow it in, now Robin never allows it in, Matt allows it in, sometimes the bubble pops, but if you will ask, if you will say, what creates a safe space, you can have a bubble too. Now, I want to tell you this, I want to tell you this, Matt and Robin are going to be up here because they have the answers to all your questions, right, Matt? They have the answer, so you can come up and you can meet them and say, tell us what you did to create such a bubble. This is the picture we want in your mind this week. Will you create this? Because we cannot move forward until we deal with the strongest force in all of our brains. Are you willing to accept that fact and are you willing to do something about it? Are you willing to accept that fact and are you willing to do something about it? Will you create this? This is where a thriving, fantastic, awesome relationship begins, right here in this bubble. Now, I'm gonna pray. And we'll remind you, our prayer team is going to be right over here, right against this wall over here. Relationships are a very serious thing. Relationships, romantic relationships, are the hardest thing we'll ever do, and they all need prayer. And our prayer team's over here. Now, over here on this wall, if you're new to grace, we invite you. Pastor Brian is over there. We'd love to meet you. at something we call Grace in Five. In less than five minutes, we'll, we'll, we'll tell you everything you need to know about grace, okay? Now, I wanna pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you, God, that you give us the very foundational principle, the one thing that we need to know to have purpose and meaning and fulfillment in all of our lives, and we desperately want it. We can't get away from it, and you just tell us so clearly, here is what you need. Thank you, Jesus, that you have done this for us. Help all of us to drive fear out of our relationships, So that our relationships can thrive. And particularly today, our romantic relationships, God. We need your help. Bless every single person in this room. In Christ's name, amen. Thank you so much, everybody, for being here. Please come up and say hello to Pastor Matt and Robin Komar in the bubble.